0: everybody, welcome to the PC Perspective Podcast. This is episode 326. being recorded on November the 12th, 2014. I'm Ryan Trump I'm
1: Jeremy Hellstrom. <laughs> I'm Josh Walvis,
2: And I'm... What are you... I'm Alan Malentano, who's not searching for something in his jacket.
1: Oh my God, where'd my shirt go? Oh. I oh. just... I got fuzzies. <laughs> oh, I had such a, a great start. <laughs> I noticed I was covered in fuzzies. <laughs>
0: Uh, so it's the podcast time. Um, I don't know. It's been an interesting week. We've got some some cool stuff to talk about. Uh, right off the bat, I'm going to tell you about our mailing list, though. Yep. Well, I mean, actually, right right off the bat, pcper.com/slash/podcast is where we store our podcast, RSS feeds, back episodes, uh, links to YouTube videos, all that you can get there. And then pcper.com/slash/live is where we actually record the show. Uh, most Wednesdays, almost every Wednesday, at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific, live. So you can come and interact with us. Uh, we have chat rooms there. It's, it's, it's a hoot and a holler. It's really great. Uh, but if you are forgetful, maybe you're allergic to the idea of, uh, we do, by the way, have this calendar link. I'll show that here, too. Um, uh, right here on our schedule, there's a link that says PC Perspective Live Google Calendar RSS. You click that, and if you have, if you use Google Calendar, I think, or any other calendar, It's just an RSS feed that you can put in there. It will remind you of when we're uh, going live. But if you don't want to do that, you can fill out this little form here with your name and your email address. And all we do is uh, uh, send you an email when we're going to go live. Sometimes it's like two hours before. Sometimes it's like 25 minutes before. It depends on what I'm doing beforehand. Uh, But that's all we use it for is for instances like that. Now, what's cool is uh, that... You apparently, if you are just now signing up for this list, you probably missed out on last night's live stream where we played Assassin's Creed Unity uh, for, I don't know, 90 minutes, two hours, something like that. It was sponsored by NVIDIA. And as a result, we gave away some stuff, like some pretty awesome stuff. Uh, all we did was was kind of talk about Unity. We showed off the game. We played through some of the story missions. Look at all the stuff we gave away. We gave away five copies of the game. We actually only gave away five SLI bridges. We've got hey, five hey, hey, guess what? What's that? I didn't get any stuff. You didn't know. You don't. No. Not allowed. No stuff for you. (sighs) Five game keys, five SLI bridges, an Asus ROG Swift G-Sync monitor. Sweet. They have those? uh, uh, NVIDIA does, apparently. Oh. And an Acer XB280HK 28-inch 4K G-Sync monitor. We gave away two G-Sync monitors last night. And all all you had to do was watch me play Assassin's Creed Unity and listen to me and Ken talk for a little while. I was pretty painful, so... I yeah. didn't die that often. You also I didn't, didn't like, do
1: a whole lot.
0: I killed a bunch of guards. Like, I, like, I watched like you 10. jump
1: around the church a lot for yeah. like a half an hour. Yeah. That
0: was annoying. I slid so down that fun. thing
2: like ten times in a row. Yeah, that was... Yeah. Yeah. It's, but it was it's
3: Assassin's fun. Creed, not Fireman's Creed.
0: Uh, well, it's yeah, true. Hey, you do what you can do. Uh, and a uh, little sneak peek. It's not on the schedule yet. We will have more game streams coming up this month. Uh, either for Assassin's Creed Unity where we do some multiplayer, maybe Far Cry 4, maybe Dragon Age Inquisition. We're, we're mixing it up. We don't know what's going to happen. It's crazy. But if you sign up for that mailing list at com slash subscribe, you can find out all of the cool, awesome action that occurs. So, Josh, you watched me play uh, Assassin's Creed Unity.
1: A little bit, yeah. yeah. And then uh, my wife started beating me and I had to leave because <laughs> it was
2: embarrassing.
0: Yeah, I can understand that. Yeah. Yeah. I locked the door so my wife can't get in and hit me
2: while I play games. <laughs> you were watching it on your bigger screen in the living room, are yeah. not you? Nobody wants to watch that. No. no.
0: Uh, so let's get into uh, the uh, hardware of the week, starting with the Intel Core M5Y70 review and performance testing Broadwell Y. Um, so, Broadwell Y, mm-hmm. it's an architecture from Intel. Uh, it is 14 nanometer process. It we've is been hearing three, about it for the past 25 years. We've yeah, been hearing about yeah. it for a while, uh, but they kind of officially uh, in August they brought me up to Portland and we were introduced to some of the technology team beti- behind the process tech, mm-hmm. and then some of the technology team behind the architecture and the core design. Yep. And basically talk about why these two things go hand in hand and and what the Broadwell Y platform was.
2: Is that the one that introduced the effective like lower speed, lower clock speed stuff too? Yep. Yeah.
0: Yep. So, um, and then in September at IDF, they kind of gave the first little preview. They, they announced mm-hmm. what the branding was. Core M was going to be the branding for this particular line of parts. Uh, and they kind of let us get a little preview, a handful of benchmarks, but it was all stuff that they were running we could yeah. watch run, right? So this is uh, the first time we actually had our hands on a system using the Core M5 Y70, which is the top-end broadway Y part mm-hmm. uh, in the form of the Lenovo Yoga 3. Now, What's interesting about this, uh, if we look at these specifications, the Core M5Y70 is a unique part in that it is not directly replacing any other Intel part. Nope, it is not. It has a TDP. The most important spec here is this, the one I've highlighted in yellow. TDP is 4.5 watts. Mm -hmm. The TDP of the... Closest proximity, I guess I would say, processor is the Core i5-4200U. Uh, these, the, uh, that's a Haswell uh, ULT part um, that is probably the most popular processor used in Ultrabooks. Mm-hmm. Like literally, if you look at any of Steve's Ultrabook reviews, they like, all have identical performance because they're almost all using this or some derivative of it. Like the 4250U, yeah. very similar part, higher in graphics. Right. Um, but that is a 15-watt TDP. Yep. So we're talking about less than a third of the TDP.
2: So I guess the easy comparison there was those two laptops that we have here right now. Right? We have the
0: Yoga 2 Pro yep. and the Yoga 3 Pro. Yep. Yoga 3 Pro very has very similar designs. Yeah,
2: yeah.
0: One has the 4.5-watt. One has the 15-watt part. Mm-hmm. But there are other specification differences, right? Uh, the most important which are here on the clock speeds. Base frequency of 1.1 gigahertz on the new part, mm-hmm. 1.6 on the old part. Yep. But they both have the same max turbo frequency. Yeah. So... The Core M5Y70 is going to be a slower part. Like you, you could kind of make that assumption right away by looking at the clock speeds. The maximum clock speed is the same. Minimum clock speed is lower or base clock speed is lower. Now keep in mind the Core M is using a new IPC. It's a new Core microarchitecture. Yep. Uh, it has improved IPC, but we're talking about 5% or under differences there. Uh, it is a new graphics system as well. Uh, the new core part does have, actually, technically, have more GPU execution units, but as you'll see, uh, they kind of run at lower frequencies. Mm-hmm. Now, all this comes into like you've got lower TDP, you've got significantly lower die size, you've got significantly lower package size, and the reason for that is that, like I said, this doesn't really replace any other part. Here's a little picture of uh, a quarter sitting on the motherboard.
2: Yeah. For the the motherboard is almost narrower than the quarter, correct? Like the motherboard, not it, the CPU anymore.
0: This so underneath this little underneath you see you kind of see the green outline there. That is the package mm-hmm. for the Core M five Y seventy the die in it is you know is obviously smaller than that because there's also a PCH chip on there not built on fourteen nanometer. Yeah, right. So um, you get a pretty good idea. This this picture here shows you uh, the hardware comparison of the yoga 2 and yoga 3 and again you can see this is the yoga 2 on the bottom here and uh, where the hinge is you can see the yoga 3 up here notice that there's two fans uh cooling the yoga 2 there's one tiny tiny little fan over here in the corner cooling the yoga 3 um and like literally this is the motherboard right here cuz this is your uh storage device here you've got your wireless device here um and you can get an idea of kind of what the scale differences are. Also, uh, you know, the Yoga 3 is thinner and lighter, and that's kind of what this, mm-hmm. what this platform enables. So I don't want to talk too much about performance because it's kind of a one-sided story. Uh, if you look at, let's look at our SciSoft Sandra CPU arithmetic baseline CPU performance graph, what you see here is you've got the 4200 and the 4250, both Haswell parts, and you've got this Core M5 Y70 up top Broadwell. It is slower than Haswell. But it is faster than Trail. Yeah. Right? Uh, also, we have this AMD part in here. Uh, keep in mind that AMD part is a 35-watt TDP processor. Uh, multimedia performance. It is slower than Haswell. It is significantly faster than Baytrail and significantly faster than the Kaveri mobile part, 35-watt part. Uh, memory bandwidth is pretty high up there. Uh, let me see. Let me go to Cinebench here. This is kind of the one that I think shows the most important things to think about here's single threaded performance the core m5 y70 is basically tied with the 4200u the haswell part in single threaded performance right it's also more than twice as fast as bay trail and it's also happens to be faster than the Kaveri 35 watt part in single threaded performance now when you look at multi gpu or i'm sorry multi-threaded results that changes yep you have Slower performance here, you know, the AMD part is faster, Bay Trail catches up a little bit, it's mm-hmm. closer to the performance of the core M yeah. than in, in the single threaded results. And that kind of gives you an idea. Basically what we're talking about is it's such a low TDP processor that in a single thread when, when only one core is running, it'll use that four point five watt TDP, it'll mm-hmm. burst up to those speeds of up to two point six gigahertz, it'll get that test done as quickly as it can.
2: It stays there for and it, uh, and
0: it can stay there for a little
2: yeah, while. Yeah, for a little while. Right. Like not half an hour. But when but. you're
0: running both cores mm-hmm. and four threads, mm-hmm. right? you're using those cores, utilizing it more. I think what you're seeing is the TDP is pulling everything back down yep. because the thermal design of the Yoga 2 is built for 15 watts. The one for Yoga 3 is built for 4.5 watts. So as a result, even though the processor and architecture probably could be faster, yeah, it is not. And that is, that is, that is an on – I'm going to say that's on purpose, but
2: it is expected, Right. You don't think that there's any possibility of like nudging a little more out of it with firmware, maybe, or maybe, something? but
0: they're gonna have Broadwell parts that are gonna run at higher TDPs. They're yeah. gonna have a ten watt part or a fifteen or twelve watt part, or something right, like right, that, right. right? That that will target those larger, slightly larger devices mm-hmm. that want better performance. Yeah. So, you know, if you look at the benchmarks, they all kind of repeat that story, right? Where it's slower than the current generation parts. So as I wrote in the conclusion, a lot of people would just kind of walk away and go, eh. What a useless! What a useless
2: CPU. Well, I mean, it's except for the fact that that laptop is much thinner and right.
0: Well, here's you know. here's where that comes into play, right? The, so we yeah. do we do our normal battery test, which is just a Wi-Fi usage test, mm-hmm. and the uh, system, the Yoga Three, based on the five Y seventy, got about five and a quarter hours and uh, four point eight six hours for the Yoga Two. Now, don't don't focus so much on the specific time, but on yeah. the relative time there. So you're talking about a uh uh, you're getting. 40 minutes more battery life out of the system. But that's not as impressive until you realize that the yoga three pro actually has a 22% smaller capacity battery in it. It has a 44 watt hour battery instead of of a 54 watt hour battery. And that shows the efficiency. If we look at calculated power consumption, this is not measured. This is calculated based on our our performance tests and battery capacities Mm -hmm. that the broadwell system is using about three Watts less power all yeah. of the time makes sense than Haswell. That turns out to be a lot, right? Yeah, like it in adds terms up of over time of yeah. what it is, right? So they were able to build a thinner. I think they said it was like sixteen or eighteen percent thinner, sixteen or eighteen percent lighter mm-hmm. system uh, with similar levels of performance mm-hmm. with longer battery life. Now, similar levels of performance is interesting because. Uh, it, i mean it 's a slower part like if when you 're browsing the web, when you are answering emails when you have you know several tabs open mm-hmm. it 's going to perform fine right it 's going to perform like an ultra book would perform yeah if you have Twenty tabs open, and you uh, you know have some other applications running at the same time. Maybe you've got Photoshop open, uh, and it's got several documents in it, or something like that. And maybe you're not you you just doing a little bit of photo editing mm-hmm. or something like that. Maybe you're using a, d- a different application or something like that for that
2: purpose. Yeah, just bogging uh, the system down more. Right, watching yeah.
0: a 1080 AP YouTube video, mm-hmm. doing doing some of those things at the same time, you may see, you may actually feel that performance difference between the Core M and the Core i5 Haswell part. Yeah
2: it's reasonable Uh,
0: so it's not an invisible thing right Mm -hmm. it is it is almost it is close to the performance of Haswell
2: Mm -hmm.
0: but it is not equal to the performance of Haswell so it's an interesting kind of device that falls in between for example you were looking at one to maybe purchase and I said hey look if I were you I would either wait for the higher end higher wattage parts because you are a tend to be more of a power user you're doing multiple things Mm -hmm. lots of things at the same time um for somebody that's just looking for a device to answer email, browse the internet, do some basic tasks, this is going to be a great device. This is a review of the Yoga 3, but you know of of the processor itself. Now, me personally, what I would have liked to see Lenovo do is keep the larger battery, yep, and give me the longer battery life. And in fact, as I say at the end, I, what I'm really looking forward to is like the ThinkPad style design, Yoga 3 ThinkPad that has Pad like edition. a 90 watt hour battery, <laughs> and <laughs> Like, like the, one, the Droid Max. Like the one I'm using here. This is an 85-watt-hour battery capacity. Yeah. Right? I want this, but I want the, uh, the efficiency of what the Core M gives so that I can literally not have to worry about take For take several days. Word, right? And that's, that's the goal, right? Because like, that's, 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 that should be the goal of this part. And I think you'll see other designs that use it in that fashion. Uh, so it's, it's an interesting thing because it's such a low-watt part, you can start to put it in tablets. Yeah. Right. Uh you look at where Bay Trail is today, Bay Trail is like a two and a half watt, three watt part. Uh so you're very, very close to that. So what will companies like Asus or Lenovo or Acer do with kind of creating different formats? It'll be an time? interesting
4: CES. Yeah,
0: that's true. There's gonna be so many I don't know what they're I wonder what Intel's going to rename. Uh it was uh, it was Convertibles and then it
2: was two in ones. Now it's two in ones. Yeah.
0: They haven't heard that term in a while, so it must be something new. They're going to name
2: it something different I'm now. CES, so.
0: Josh, any thoughts on, on Core M based on what this outlook looked like?
1: Uh, you know, it's, it's a neat technology. It seems like that we're in a race to go to the lowest power instead of highest performance, which uh, I think this <clears throat> illustrates it quite well. I mean, they, they increased efficiency. They didn't do anything for. Per- really overall performance over that 15-watt part, even though they they had some. Um, you kind of wonder what AMD's going to be doing up against this. Uh, They're against the wall yeah. because we talked about how 20 nanometer is just not effective for a lot of these big, bigger parts there's just too much power and too much heat coming off of them because it's just too dense and they didn't improve the power handling characteristics of the process on 20 nanometer planer. Right. So, um, Intel's done some really interesting stuff, obviously. I mean, they're, they're still process leader. Uh, this new generation of parts is really impressive in terms of the engineering, especially the low power stuff. Um, yeah. yeah, you don't have to apply nearly as much voltage to it, which is why, why you're seeing a 4.5-watt part that still performs the same as a 15-watt. I mean, it's just sometimes I think we want to be impressed a little too much, and sometimes we don't always take a really good look about what exactly they've done. So in this case, uh, we're just getting smaller smaller parts that is going to put uh, pressure on the ARM ecosystem. Uh, We're going to see guys like NVIDIA, Qualcomm, Samsung. They're all kind of sweating because Intel is the 800-pound gorilla Mm -hmm. of the semiconductor industry who has the money to invest in advanced process technology that is the basis for a lot of these advances. Um, X86 is not an efficient architecture. ARM does a little bit better. I mean, it's just a, a kind of risk... Um, type low power that's been designed from the very beginning to do that, Next 86 is well, it's, it's an interesting cobbled together piece of technology that just is not quite there, but Intel is leveraging their assets and their strengths to really put a lot of pressure yeah. on these low power mobile guys.
0: I'll, I'll be curious to see what they come up with, I'm sure we'll see a lot more devices at CES, uh, but hey we got Broadwell by the end of the year they said they would do that so yep. uh, something else we got in this week, Alan posted a review of, is the Phoenix Blade. Whoa. Uh, it's a uh, PCI Express
1: SSD from G-Skill. Yeah, can, can you throw it at the, uh, at the wall behind you and stick it in there, in the panel? <laughs> it's, it's already it, stuck. It's, uh, just off is panel. it kind of like the Krull Blade?
2: Uh, except it doesn't come back. Uh, it just stays in the wall. Just stays that in the might wall. Be a good yeah, thing. <laughs> <laughs> we tried.
0: So, so uh, what are we looking at here, Alan? This is a PCI Express SSD.
2: What? what this what is the simplest way at? to explain it. Okay, it, it is a Revo drive. Okay, except with better heatsink design. Okay, so uh, by Revo drive, I mean it is a yeah, a chip. Assume I didn't know what a Revo. Okay, so is. a Revo drive is a RAID of SandForce SATA SSDs on a PCI Express card. With, how many
0: how many sata well SSDs? D-
2: depends and for a drive, driver it depends there's different versions but okay. in this case it's four so we have four sata ssds four sata sand force controlled ssds
0: over a PCI express interface essentially
2: yes there okay. is there is a form of a bridge chip in there that just kind of ties all those together and makes them appear as one device using like a sweet j micron raid controller or something no they are not. Are they using? Uh, they're using. Let's see. OCZ's version is called VCA. This one is called. It's got a weird name. It's SBC. Yeah, which is like something boost.
0: Okay. Is it a? Yeah, is
2: it a RAID controller? Is it just like a logic controller? What I, are we? I mean, it's just a very low latency RAID controller. It's not a full-blown RAID controller where that, that has a cache and you can change modes on and make it RAID 5 or RAID sure. 6 or any of that. All that's gone. It's a, the, the simplest possible way to just bridge that PCI bus, make it appear as a SCSI device, mm-hmm. single SCSI device. Mm-hmm. But in reality, it's talking to four SATA devices, and it's just translating those, okay. you know, those commands as they come across. The other important fact is that it, it, actually, it, it also translates the uh, command queuing across right Right. which is the other big deal that's the thing that for performance that's the thing that ocz made a big splash about with the revo drives when they first came out because that was the first implementation that really did that okay that did that scaling so this is using different chip from i'm guessing a different manufacturer but it accomplishes the same thing
0: now it's rated at max read speed of two gigabytes max write speed of two gigabytes Mm -hmm. um we saw close to that we saw 1.8 you know they talk about they're being pretty upfront. They're even telling you what benchmarks they're using, right? Oh yeah, uh, for sequential read, sequential write, uh, random read, random write. You yeah, know, I up think up the benchmarks forty five thousand IOPS.
2: The benchmarks they used, I think, uh, kind of showed much slower sequential speeds than the drive is actually capable of. Oh really? Yeah, it just it just kind of caught me off as weird there when I looked at it, but. uh the tests that we run are more kind of realistic fall copies and fall creations, things that are closer. Here's what the inside looks like, by yeah, the
0: way. Yeah, totally uh, it's totally like. It's basically uh, this is the primary PCB, and then you've got a uh, just like an interface here for a daughter card, daughter yep. board. It's still a cool thing to look at. It is. It oh, really it is. is. Yeah. Um, except. Not yeah, there was
2: possibly. a little weird thing with the, you know, that chip doesn't make a lot of heat, but the thermal paste just kind of wasn't doing a thing. It also
0: didn't make a lot of contact, so. Yeah. SBC208 2, whatever that means. The chip so, package
2: was kind of yeah. concave.
0: Now, we should say point out this is a 480 gig drive, and it's also the only capacity it's being offered in.
2: Yes. Right? Yes.
0: All right, so, uh, real quick on performance then, what, what met your expectations and what did not?
2: So, the sequentials met my expectations. Right. Very fast sequentially. You know, pretty much Here's what you'd a expect.
0: G scale Phoenix Blade 480 gig, uh-huh. 1.8 gigabytes. Yeah, it's, uh, it's pretty much. Reads there. It's right
2: up there. It actually uh, beats. The competing Revo Drive of yep. the same capacity, right, yep. of same specs, um, so that looks good, right? Maybe they're doing something different with that SBC chip. Sure. Maybe it just works a little differently. Who knows, right? Um, but what was not impressive was on the random performance. Okay. And that really wasn't the SBC chip's fault, or even that device as a whole's fault. It was the SandForce controllers that were chosen.
0: So uh, if we take a look at this graph here, this first diameter graph, the G-Skill uh, Phoenix Blade is this blue line.
2: Yes. Okay. So
0: we got a blue line. So and the blue have... line in this, in this red line here, which I'm guessing are the Revo Drive. Yep. Yes, that's the they're, Revo they're, Drive. They're very close. They're, they
2: they kind of mirror each other. One's a little bit faster at the end.
0: Yep. But what's important to note is kind of what happens here at the beginning, I guess.
2: Yes, the q depths 1 through 4, maybe even up to Let 8. Let's see if I can make this bigger. Yep, that's I where... Can, um, okay. That, that's where... Desktop users and even most power users are going to sit most of the time. Like their system. One, is, two, four, eight. Right. Yeah. Th- those are basically how many things you're asking the SSD to do at the same time. Right. Right. Or how many programs have individual accesses simultaneously going. That's what that queue depth is. So what's important to note is that at one, two, four, and eight, it's under this collection of
0: lines, which include things like the Samsung 850 Pro, the Crucial M550, the Adata SP the sp610 yep which are all
2: silicon motion controllers uh, samsung SATA controller based, yeah all sata based correct SSTs. correct uh, and that's that's the big point here is that other uh newer generation sata controllers yeah. have far exceeded uh the speed or, or at least the reduced latency that you get compared to the original sandforce 6 gigabit controller which is pretty much what that is gotcha so uh, and it just really kind of loses there. So I, I would say that that's almost enough of a difference. Where depending on how sensitive you you are to these things, mm-hmm. uh, you might notice that difference. Like it might be perceptible. Sure. In in response, right? Especially for things that are just one, say one game, one game launch or something like that, where the game is a single thread and it does a lot of little accesses. Yeah. A uh, what a single set of SSD is probably going to be able to blow through those faster than this drive could. Okay. So, yeah, it's kind of, um, you know, so it's it, kind of a tough call because it's incredibly it, you...
0: impressive from a sequential standpoint, less yep. impressive from a random standpoint.
2: Yeah, it's basically like more like a dragster and not like a nimble kind of a street sure. car.
1: Oh, we went back to the things again.
2: Sorry. Analogies. Car analogy.
1: Analogies. Yep. Let's talk about graphics cars now. <laughs> Idea is like the VW. Never mind.
0: Uh, pricing wise, seven hundred dollars for the four and eighty gig model. It's a dollar forty six a gig. Uh, that's less expensive than the Revo three hundred and fifty at the same capacity. It is. Capacity. Yep. So it's um, cheaper.
2: So if you're, so if you're, after the drive, a drive like a Revo drive. If, if you, you want just, a PCIe Express just, SSD. If you like that, you like the kind that are. You're okay with the, the IOPS not being as high on the low end, right? And you've just been eyeing that Revo drive. Well, this is basically the same thing except it performs a little bit better, and it's cheaper. Okay. So there you have it. And it's even...
0: What we'd like to see, ideally, is this design with a different controller, a I, more modern controller.
2: Yeah, I would love to see what that SPC chip could do with any other modern any, anything controller. Anything
0: past the Sandforce, right, that has yeah. improved the, the IOPS at that low point.
2: Right, and then it, yeah. would be, it would be much more akin to doing something like making a uh, RAID under the Intel controller, of multiple SATA SSDs, right? It would basically do that. But you'd have the advantage of it being on a PCI Express card that you just add in. You don't have to have multiple SATA Mm -hmm. devices.
0: That is the uh, G-Skill Phoenix Blade 480 gigabytes. Uh, Also up this week, posted just today in the uh, massive headache of the site crashing and dying, Uh, Sebastian posted a review of the Fractal Design Core 1100 Micro ATX, not mini AT, not mini ITX, not full-size ATX, micro ATX case. Um, a fairly, I guess it's fair to say, kind of a, a standard case. It's it's uh, doesn't have a whole lot of flashy design to it, but it's also got the price to kind of match up with it. We're talking like thirty-nine dollars. Yep, at Newegg. Uh, and it has it has some fairly impressive specs. You've got two five-and-a-quarter-inch bays, two three-and-a-half-inch bays, uh, or three two-and-a-half-inch. Wait, hold on. Or three bays, two-and-a-half. Yeah, so you can do two or three in that direction. Four expansion slots, up to 350-millimeter uh, long graphics cards. Um, you've got filtered fans uh, in the front there. Uh, CPU, large CPU coolers, fairly large. Full-size ATX power supplies of uh, 285 millimeters, if a typical-length optical drive. Is mounted. I don't know of atypical length optical drives at this point. Like, who
2: has really long optical drives now? <laughs> it's a changer. There's that one with five lasers at Alan Loves. That's uh, true, but that was still a normal size. Oh. <laughs> Seven lasers. Get <laughs> it, only it right. It
0: weighs eight point four pounds as well. So if your back hurts a lot, you got to move your case. Josh I mean, is laughing
2: because he knows what what optical drive I'm talking about. Yep.
0: Uh, you know, it, it's it's an okay looking case. Like it it looks like kind of your, you know, steel. Yeah, computer case, right? You got USB three on the front, USB two on the front. Uh Oh, I hope yeah, so. Are they? edges
2: just rolled.
4: I don't know. Let's see. I cut you. No, they look rolled here. You can see the edges okay. there are rolled. I mean, I, I would really expect it to be with fractal. I fractal does a really good job. Can't imagine them doing it. A... Yeah, yeah. They they
0: they have they have they have done a good job. You can see here the storage mounting yeah. mechanism it's pretty for it. Cool. That's why you can have three SSDs or two hard drives on it. Yeah. Uh, and there is a tiny. That's a mini ITX motherboard in there, but you get the idea. Um, yeah, so I mean, that's kind of like your typical system built in. it It's small, but it's not uh, unreasonably small. Uh, Sebastian seemed to, to like a little bit. He was built a system using the uh, that G3250 anniversary edition. Here's your temperatures above ambient, here's your noise levels. That seems pretty low 3.8. Uh, so for 40 bucks, it's not as exciting as he says here, but the overall quality, the included fan. Uh, it seems like it got a silver award. Well made, good level fit, finish, r- sufficient room, sufficient room for an easy build. Added value with a included fan. No cutout behind motherboard tray, so if you got to change that cooler, yeah, after the fact that'll be a pain. No cable routing openings, so might have be issues with power supply cable length. But it's a shorter case, it's a smaller case, so that maybe. Would be a problem. And then the hard drive back bracket, although cool looking, can be inconvenient. So if you are on the lookout, which for I know many of you are, super low cost cases, yeah. um, this would be a great start for kind of a low cost system build with a
2: $39 case that's also not going to cut Ken's finger off. <laughs> like I a, don't know like a I, fan.
4: Yeah, I could still stick it in a fl- fan blade. They can't prevent I've that. I've
2: got that video card at home that took a chunk of kent's finger i can bring it back in yeah could, why do you have that we could throw it out don't him.
4: bring it back in i don't want to see was that. It 290? I'm
0: was
2: bring it a 290 what was it back 79 it was 79, it was 70. No, no it was like a 550 ti it, or something it was like that. a really? it was yeah. like a yeah was it red it's like a 580 it's a fan or oh it is now <laughs> yep. it was those it's Gal- missing one blade it's clean cut off it the was little,
4: it's a seventy nine seventy. no it's not no it was when galaxy had that fan design when yep. the fans came out yeah.
0: Oh, it's that one. Yeah. And I spent got beat up by a cheap video card.
2: And they're Not supposed an one. The, the funny thing is they're supposed replaceable fans. I spent a good week trying to get through to any kind of a person where I can order that replacement fan. Well, don't do that. Didn't happen. Yeah. Don't yeah. do that. Oh well. It's replaceable. I, I didn't say they would have replacement. Yeah. It's replaceable in that you could remove it easily and you might be able to put one in, but you mm-hmm. can't get one to put in.
0: All right. Um we have quite a few news items, and we're going to probably have to go through the other ones really quickly. This one, I think, deserves a little bit more discussion. Recently,
2: well, let's yeah. start this
0: way. This week, Ubisoft released Assassin's Creed Unity uh, to, uh, you know, tepid fanfare uh, in the PC community for a couple of reasons, right? And, and one of the reasons is, well, one of the reasons people were really excited about it was because of how good it looked. For example, this screenshot is pretty awesome, now, it's a screenshot, so you can't trust it 100%. But I will tell you that it's at least fairly representative yeah, of what happened. in Yeah, last night. So, Especially yeah. if you're sitting still and not moving on to talk about aliasing or kind
1: of shimmering or anything like that yep. in the
0: game. It looks really, really good. Now, the problem that has occurred...
1: Is that PC users want their cake and eat it too? They
0: they do, I think. Yeah. So the game runs at low frame rates, even the with high-end hardware. Pretty and, low frame rates. And here's rates. what we're talking about. So uh, <laughs> on our testbed, a Core i7-3960. It's a six-core Sandy Bridge E part, mm-hmm. 16 gigs of memory. And a single GeForce GTX 980 running at 1080p on the ultra-high preset. So the highest visual quality, but 1920 by 1080. Yep. We're seeing frame rates from 37 to 48 frames per second. It's pretty low well for 1080p. It is. It is. Um, <clears throat> using the low preset at the same resolution, where we only see, it, we we see it go up to about 65 to 85. Yeah, so it goes okay. up. Yeah. Uh, but you're obviously losing a lot of image quality. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Benefits there. So. And again, this isn't even getting into the idea that the fact that AMD is probably 15 to 20% slower than NVIDIA right now, and that it's a GameWorks title, and all that other debate. Not not even really part of this discussion, because... um, Because at this point, it's so dang slow? Right. Well, the accusations have been, from a lot of people in the community, that uh, either either Ubisoft did it on purpose, which actually makes no sense, or they did it kind of... um, Out of neglect, I wrote in the story. Right. Where they were like, eh, we don't really care if the code's efficient. We're just going to make it look pretty. Yeah. Um, Which also just doesn't kind of make sense, knowing that. The goal of the company is to sell as many copies of the game as possible. Also note that they this is the same company that we had uh, that discussion with before about before where uh, that anonymous developer of the game wrote into the other podcast and mm-hmm. said, "Hey, you know we actually can 't get above sixteen hundred by nine hundred on the consoles because of the the visual quality stuff we 're doing and the CPU bottlenecks and the GPU bottlenecks yeah. in the system, and we wanted to make a really good looking game, and we didn 't want to sacrifice that." for this for the sake of resolution Mm -hmm. whatever Mm -hmm. and at the time we talked about that as being aha the the consoles have hit a wall as it turns out that is also affecting us on on the pc (laughs) gaming side so i actually sent over some questions um which i would encourage you guys to go to the website if you are watching us live we literally just published it right before the podcast went live um where i asked him a question uh Who's to him? the point Who are you of, asking? it is a developer at Ubisoft. Oh, sweet! It is like this. This is all. This is an official comment, right? So it's oh, okay. It's all official statements. It's not anonymous. I just didn't feel the need to put his name out there and right, right, right. Whatever. Um, I, I asked what in the game engine was causing these compute resources to be so high. Are there specific effects or design goals in the artists that require this horsepower um, mm-hmm. to run at these speeds? And they basically were saying that. Um, it's a giant open-world game, uh, open-world city built to scale. Paris requires significant details. The game happens in Paris, in case you didn't know that. Uh, there are tens of thousands of objects are visible on screen, casting and receiving shadows. Paris is incredibly detailed. For example, uh, Notre Dame or Notre Dame itself is millions of triangles. The, game, uh, the entire game world has global illumination and local, ref- local reflections. There are realistic, high-dynamic range lighting, and we temporarily stabilized anti-aliasing. Okay. Right. So there's there's some of the reasons why is the engine so hard on GPU hardware. But I asked other questions like, was there a debate internally about downscaling those effects to allow for lower end system requirements? Right. And they said they talked about it a lot, but our position always came back to us ensuring that Assassin's Creed Unity is a next gen only game with breakthrough graphics. With this vision, we did not degrade the visual quality of the game. On PC we have several options for low scaling, like disabling AA, decreasing resolution. Sure. And we have low options for texture quality, environment quality, and shadows. So okay. basically taking a stance that we wanted the game to look a very specific way. Yeah. And we were not willing to compromise the look in order to make sure minimum and recommended system requirements. I mean that's a a, level. since
2: since there is the option to turn that stuff down. I mean but, it seems reasonable.
0: But again, Turning them all the way down at ten eighty P
2: on a nine eighty right. was yeah. giving
0: me sixty five to eighty five frames per second. Yeah. You'd
2: so think there, you would get more out of are, it. There
0: are there are going to be systems that are not going to be able to play the game.
2: Yeah. That's true. Minimum requirement. Like I'm on a six eighty. It probably rec- wouldn't look that great. No, the it.
0: recommended reco- the minimum the recommended says six eighty. Mm. I forget what
2: the minimum was. No, I can I try the minimum. I can try at home. So the
0: minimum was six eighty? Okay.
4: So I was Which just a Right before the yeah. podcast I was testing with the seven seventy. And uh I ended up running it at 1600 by 900 which is what the consoles run at, yep. and medium quality settings. And it was still a good-looking game. I couldn't really knock the visuals. Mm-hmm. Right. And I was getting about 50 to 60 frames per second pretty constantly. Okay. Out of that. So that's not bad. So you're not, you're not necessarily running at every pixel that your monitor could possibly do, but if it yeah. still looks like a good game in the
2: end, I don't really think it matters a whole lot. Yeah, like my 680 and my 30-inch, I'm not going to have that much luck. at the house I I asked
0: them if they were like were they targeting future GPUs were they targeting multi-GPU and they said no we were targeting current generation hardware Uh, and then I did ask one I only got a little bit of time with them do you envision updates to the game or to future GPU drivers that would noticeably improve performance on current generation hardware Right. and he says the development team is continuing to work on optimization post-launch through software updates you'll hear more
2: details shortly that sounded kind of PRish at the end there, but
0: yeah, well, I mean, they're not going to say, "Yeah, we're we promise we're going to get you twenty percent more frames." Yeah,
2: yeah, but uh, so, I mean, it's almost like crisis, right? Like crisis was always well, the really original, hard yeah. Let's stuff. go back six years, crisis, three, I, exactly. I,
1: I, yeah, I had a, uh, a system that was pretty high end at the time. Had dual eight eighty wait eight thousand eight hundred GTXs in there. Mm-hmm. I was like, "This is going to handle it, no problem." I put it on ultra. And it was a slideshow at 15 to 17 frames per second. Oh,
2: was this cri- the original Crisis? The original yeah. Crisis. Yeah. I remember being really defeated with like a brand new water cold setup that I had set up and like specifically <laughs> not fired up Crisis until I was done with that build just because it was like, yeah, I'm going to like overclock the crap out of all this stuff and get everything way overclocked in the fire Crisis. It. I was so disappointed. I'm
0: curious, Josh. I, it, it will be hard to know specifically, but at that time, it was a long time ago, mm-hmm. do you remember what the reaction was? Oh yeah! People Everyone remembers pissed. what the reaction was. Yeah, people were pissed. Will it run Crisis? It's still something people yeah. say. Yeah. right. But but they don't say it. But they don't say it today in a negative.
1: That's because a, well. a, a new generation of video cards came out after that, that actually started running it, <laughs> pretty decently, acceptably. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Now now
0: there's argument to be had that, well when by the time the, the, the whatever comes after 980 comes out and the thir- 390x from amd are out i probably won't want to play assassin's creed unity
2: you mean so why do i care because it's old Because enough? it's old okay
0: right so why do i care
2: if future gpus can can run it better well i mean i mean that's a fair argument you know when the next generation came out that crisis played better at people were still playing crisis
1: so hey, let me two two words for you ryan mm-hmm. two words mm-hmm. steam sale yeah. Okay. Steam That's true. Sale. That's true. So, hey, you never played Unity because it was sixty bucks. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't buy it then. And my PC couldn't oh, run it. It's on sale yeah. for. $12. I, didn't, I didn't buy it then
2: because and my I've PC couldn't run it. i got a new run video it. card. <laughs> true. So, Speaking of Steam, don't change the subject. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, no, no. I'm not sure. This is specifically for this game.
2: Okay. So you tried downloading this game on whatever the name of the Ubisoft little server you thing play. is. You play. How fast was that download? Well, the first time I downloaded it, it was like 50
0: megs per second. This is totally unrelated to what we're talking about. What are you doing? It's the game. We're talking about. It's the not game. the game. That's you play versus Steam.
2: Oh, okay. Sorry. But
0: anyway, I mean, Steam downloaded twice as fast, at least even at the peak. I yeah. downloaded Steam at 102 megabytes per second. We have a little bit of an advantage here. Yeah, we do. I think I think most people wouldn't be uh, bottlenecked by right. a five <laughs> megabyte per second internet <laughs> connection. <laughs> so, um, I did use the analogy here. Like so, uh, basically, I wrote a short little editorial, kind of like questioning why people were getting mad about this. Yeah, I like I understand it, but I don't understand the like why there's v- that much viral, range? like not viral, but like the vile hate virulent.
1: Thank you, or hatred friggin, towards yeah. it. Right?
0: It might be because people- Crisis Three, when Crisis Three launched last year, last March, mm-hmm. uh, I looked this up. Uh, Kotaku had a story where nineteen twenty by twelve hundred, uh, with the highest end card at the time was a GTX six hundred and eighty. Uh, at high settings, you've got 50 frames per second. And at very high settings, you've got 37 frames per second. Yeah. It's a very similar kind of result, right? Uh, and that's why we still use Crisis 3 as a benchmark today. And it's still like the toughest game on our graphics cards today. Yeah. Maybe this will be, but Crisis 3 <laughs> this will is be the new one.
1: <laughs> um, Can I ask you a quick
2: question? You Ryan? may.
1: Yes. Did you see any show-stopping visual artifacts or glitches. I mean, we've seen the things about, yeah. you know, the, the people have just the eyeballs <laughs> the and scary the and <laughs> Yeah, Yeah. Did, did you see anything like that? No, I didn't. I didn't
0: see... Uh, so all I have played it on thus far is a GTX 980 and a GTX 770 we were playing it on today, and we didn't see any of that. Now, obviously, that that's happening to people. I understand that, and that's uh, creepy and disappointing at the same time because <laughs> um, those caricatures are awful... Just weird looking. But no, I didn't see it.
1: No. Yeah, and so I think part of it is people love to grasp on one. Ubisoft has a bad reputation because they said things like, you know, a more cinematic experience. Mm -hmm. You've got Uplay, which albeit it's one of the thinner clients, but say you buy something on Steam, you then have to load up Uplay and play it through Uplay. If you just... Load up, you play and try to play your game. It doesn't show up. You have to start Steam, and then you play. I mean, there's just there's a lot of bad karma going against Ubisoft, and they're not handling it very well. And so we're getting so much backlash on this this what is essentially a cutting edge game. If you look at the screenshots, it's awesome. If you look at the play, the amount of art assets. And the man hours that is spent to create these art assets, to get these high-resolution textures in there, to get this this essentially a living, breathing world that you can wander around in and just wander around and look at crap. It's really cool. I mean, it most is-
0: most of my game stream yesterday was me like running around the city, climbing up things, looking, getting down, climbing up things and looking.
1: Um, Absolutely. And so, I mean, they are really, really, really cutting edge. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why people – I mean, they just want to see – the worst in it instead of just saying you know what well don't like what ubisoft does i don't like some of their philosophies but let's see this work
0: that they did i mean i understand if you're a gamer that has a gtx 760 or something and you wanted to play this game and you you almost can't or whatever but it's and i understand that there's a happy medium that we could find but People that complain about, oh, it's just this unoptimized piece of crap and they don't know. Like, first of all, you have no idea if it's an optimized game. You have no idea because you're not a programmer. 99.9% of the people watching this, you're not a programmer. You don't know shit about game development. Yeah. And even if you are, you don't know their code base. That's true. Right? I don't, I don't think – you think – Ubisoft didn't want to release a game on consoles that reviewers slammed for uh, frame rate issues. Right? They don't want to have this debate about frame rates on the PC. Right, but they made a decision about visual style that they didn't want to compromise on i, I think it I think it
2: was some of their statements about that stuff that turned on the hate, and then as soon as something like, like what the <laughs> whole like games look weird at sixty f p s and blah 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 yeah okay, so they stuff, were making
0: right? yeah, they were making trying to make excuses for yes. It. yes so
2: so when you start trying to do that, then you get people that are just kind of turning on them. And then they're just waiting for the next thing yeah. to, to come out. The next slightly negative thing. So they latch on it and then they just, you know, make so a big the, deal.
0: The, the the paragraph I'll read here of this of this editorial is that PC gamers seem to have like a double standard for this stuff. Right. Uh, on one hand, we hate it when PC ports or games that are developed in console with consoles in mind. Don't take advantage of PC hardware. Yep. Like uh, all of the Call of Duty games up until this most recent one, on any generation, like on a, any high-end hardware, to run at like 150, 200 frames per second. Yeah. You know, th- clearly there's things the developer could do to make the game look better or be cooler mm-hmm. and take advantage of that extra horsepower. Um, now Unity and Crisis Three are the opposite. They really, really tax current CPU and GPU hardware, paving the way forward for future GPUs. If you're NVIDIA or AMD, you should want this. Just like those GPU guys wanted uh, 4K monitors yeah. to make a reason for people to buy 980s, to make a reason for people to buy 290Xs. You should want this if you're AMD. So, I don't know. Go, go read that editorial. I just posted it up. I'm expecting a ton of comments
1: uh, on <laughs> it. There may be one or two already. There may be. Yeah, good, they're probably good, are right. good. I
0: I I want to I I just I, I'm kind of curious. Like I just want to know do I don't know. Why? Why are you so mad all the time? <laughs> Why did the Someone is wrong on the Someone internet. is wrong. On Why the are internet? you internet people negative? All right, let's move on from this. Jeremy, um Far Cry 4 comes out next week. Is this going to be this a repeat of uh of the same thing?
3: It really doesn't sound like it. Oh, okay. Uh, I mean, <laughs> the the specs that they're offering. I mean, the only real uh, questionable one, or at least impressive one, is you need a 64-bit OS. You don't have a 64-bit OS, you ain't going to be playing it. Hmm. But for the minimum, they want an Intel i5 750 or Phenom 2 X4 955. Neither of which are new or powerful pieces of hardware. Four gigs okay. of memory. Again. A basic sort of any machine has it. And for GPU, they're talking about either the 5850 or a GTX 460.
0: These are minimums. Okay.
3: This is the minimum. To to bump up to max, they they do suggest like a 680 or an Ardine 290X. But from what what we've been sort of seeing, it's not going to be the same way that Assassin's Creed is. On the other hand, they're not rendering the Cathedral of Notre Dame with millions of triangles.
0: Hey, but look at all those poppies in the field there.
4: On. Can, can, can we defer- go back to that? What's that? They recommend a 680 or an R9 290X. There's yes. a big difference in compute power there.
3: Just, just a wee bit, but <laughs> again, that's because AMD is sort of playing behind the game with this one, because this is very much an NVIDIA title, yeah, or at they, least an NVIDIA optimized <clears throat>
0: title. I'm curious, like, what those... If, like, for example, that is with HBAO Plus yeah. enabled, or PCSS yes. enabled, yeah. like, some of those NVIDIA kind of... Well, for the recommended features, yeah, you, the, you can turn them all off, of course. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, interesting. So this that's that's this coming Tuesday, November 18th, for Far Cry yep. 4. Not long now. Man, what a busy, busy November. All right, what do we got up next? Intel SSD updates. Um, Intel refreshes the SSD S 3500 series to include larger capacities. Yep,
2: so they added a 1.2 and a 1.6 terabyte model. How many did we get? How how many did we didn't get any?
0: That is bullcrap.
2: Just a refresh. That is bullcrap. They actually perform, even on paper, they perform a little bit worse than (laughs) the lower capacity models. (laughs) Well, I can see why. Uh, Well, just because, you know, you're trying to juggle much more flash and you have a larger database to keep up and stuff like that because those are enterprise optimized drives. They keep Mm -hmm. a different type of a database going than what you would see in just a regular consumer drive. Yep. So, you know, they will will go more slow and steady all the time as opposed to a consumer drive that will just kind of do everything it can as fast as it can until it fragments and then it starts choking. Okay. So, um, so slightly lower performance there. And they also introduced some M.2. Yep. Uh, form factor models for, of the same. Right? For all
4: those servers with M.2 slots? Uh, that's
2: kind of what they're going for. Um, Put them in
4: my note. I mean, I guess if Intel wants... If Intel wants it, it'll happen. It'll just say if Intel wants it yeah. to M.2 yeah. and servers, they'll just make servers with
0: well, M.2. There's and that and they then, have a new market. And
2: then to. apparently embedded systems are starting to move to this a lot. That's apparently a thing. Although yeah. we don't really test embedded systems here, so we sure. don't you know we don't see it ourselves. But it's enough of a thing where there was um, you know, but there have been a couple of launches of enterprise-ish or you know, that sort of thing in M.2 form factor gotcha. lately. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's about to be a thing.
0: Now, not to be confused with the S3500 Uh is the P3500, which is an SSD that we have known about forever.
2: Yeah, since they launched the P3700, which that? was a while ago. Let me click uh, this link
0: here and tell you. Uh, yeah. June twenty four? Oh, yeah. that was only in June?
2: Huh. Okay. That was only in June, but we knew about it a little before then, too, right? Because we were pre wow. briefed and stuff. Yeah, but We've been talking about it for a while.
0: But the world didn't know about
2: yeah, it. Yeah, right? yeah. But it's been out for oh, like half a year, right? So what is the P3500 supposed to be? Like the low-cost version, right? It is supposed to be the lowest-end enterprise uh, PCIe NVMe SSD from them, right? And they didn't launch a P3500 initially. Like, it, you couldn't even buy it. You still can't buy it. And you still can't. Like, But you're about to be able to, apparently. Because <coughs> we saw the SKUs start showing up on some retailers. Now, people are interested in this because
0: this is kind of the lowest cost entry into the NVMe PCIe SSDs currently. Yeah. So, like, if you want to buy one of these as a consumer, because you just want super high-end shit, then this would be it.
2: Yeah. And their target even when they announced the P3700s and we did that initial article mm-hmm. their target price for the P3500s was supposed to be a 50 a gig and that's almost exactly what we found them listed for
0: so these are uh like unofficial listings or we where we assume they're leaked listings of some kind because Intel like, has not launched this
2: part yet it's the same kind of thing that happened with the 850 Evo yep. last week yep. okay. right where we saw it show up on like three four different sites all right uh same kind of thing happened here so same f- same kind of sites
0: couple of sites are listing uh the 400 gig part for like $611 or $629. Yeah. Uh, it's a little dollar, over a dollar dollar per 50 gig. A gig. Yeah. I so, want 30 cents. Well, you're not going to get it in these. <laughs> so <laughs> well, I've, it worked last time, didn't So me. here's I the thing.
2: I want 30 cents. Like there there has been a rumored 750 or something that's supposed to be coming, right? People have been talking about that in various places on the internet. Uh, Intel hasn't officially told us yet, so I'd be happy if they would, but um, other people seem to have figured it out or something. But we don't know what's going to be in that yet. Right. Uh, in this, we do know it's going to be the same kind of controller. It's the P3700, just lower grade flash, bend a little bit, you know, for not as much endurance compared to the P3700. Uh, the specs might be a little bit lower than the P3700, but it's most likely going to have that same 18-channel flash controller in it. Right. And it's still going to be NVMe. So... It's going to be really freaking fast compared to anything SATA,
1: basically. So it's going to be a panty destroyer. Uh,
2: I guess. Yeah, it's it has some just, sharp. It's going to destroy mine. It has some sharp yeah. edges. I mean, uh, you can yeah. cut them up pretty good with it. I guess. I don't know.
0: podcast turned dark all of a sudden. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> no. So, um, you know, it should be a really good product. I, I really hope that. Uh, first of all, there's this for actually showing up for what seems to be a dollar fifty a gig. Mm-hmm. That only tells us good things for any potential PCIe consumer version from them. You
0: would assume the consumer version would be less than this. Yeah, can you imagine unless, if that came out
2: for like less than a dollar well, a gig?
0: Unless, like, they used a higher-end controller, a faster controller in the consume, like the consumer
4: version. They made it a P3600 instead of a P3500.
2: Uh, maybe, but I don't think they're going to target consumer for $2 a gig when they have an Enterprise part for $1.50 a gig. That's not Intel.
4: Intel likes money. Yeah. What's the price difference between an S three thousand seven hundred and a seven thirty?
2: Uh, a seven thirty is less than a dollar a gig. And what's an S three thousand seven hundred? An S three thousand seven hundred, like the it's like, equivalent drive, right? It's like hundred dollars. It, like no, 100, it's <laughs> it's more expensive. Yeah, than exactly. seven thirty. Th- that's what we're saying. No, but what I'm saying is that the consumer version of this would be cheaper than the enterprise version of the same pattern. Yeah,
4: but whatever. It's fine.
2: Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I think they're still going to... How about 100? I think that once this comes out, they're not going to worry so much about the 730. Like, if that's what you're worried about is them kind of eating into the 730, I don't think they care about eating into the the 730 sales with Which something is a SATA like SSD. SSD. We Which is a SATA SSD. I don't everybody. think they care about that in the least. Because okay. um, once a good consumer version of this comes out, they're just going to start pushing that big time.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: That's my guess. That's our Intel
0: SSD updates for the week. Now, back to Jeremy to discuss... Uh, Uh, Another case, well, this is a new story, Thermaltake Core V41. This is a liquid-cooling-friendly case. What makes a case liquid-cooling-friendly? Well,
3: uh, right off the bat, looking at that, you can see that the feet that it uses are pretty high. Mm -hmm, So mm -hmm. you could actually mount a cooler in the bottom if you so desired, and Uh, it would be useful because it wouldn't just be blowing directly at the floor and... (laughs) nothing would be
0: moving. Or sucking up nothing from the yeah. floor. Yeah, gotcha.
3: So if you scroll down a little bit, you can see that what they've set it up for is with a couple of r- removable drive cages, you can fit a 360-millimeter radiator in the front and one in the top and stick one of the 120-millimeter all-in-one uh, rads for a CPU cooler out the back at the same time. This it has the space to be able to do that. It's also a bit of a modder's wet dream because, as you've seen lately, some of the higher-end water-cooling systems are getting pretty bloody impressive. And this is going to be coming in uh, well under 100 bucks because they've already got the Core V51 on sale, and it's just about $110. Hmm. So this is definitely going to be a little bit less expensive.
0: If I buy and that for $100, you think it will come with all this stuff inside? Of
3: course it will. All and right. a PCIe SSD.
2: Well, sure. Yeah, sweet. Yeah, yeah.
3: but it, it just gives you a lot of room to work with, um, and you know it's wide open. There, there's nothing obstructing your view. So if yeah. you're like more, and you'll put together insanely I do detailed like that. and beautiful this, systems.
0: This shot shows that well. Like, there's no hard yeah. drive cage in the way by default, right? All the exactly. hard drives are on and
3: the then back. And a lot of the SSDs are hidden in the back. Yeah,
0: that's pretty
4: cool looking.
3: Yeah, like it, it looks like it's that's a gorgeous tight. case.
4: It's sure tight. It's tight. Yeah, but will like it fit what? that gigabyte triple nine eighty water cooling thing? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, sure,
0: why not? I don't know.
4: Oh, if you d- duct tape it to the top. <laughs> Does that look like a cup I don't think that to bigger
3: right than three hundred and sixty
4: mil, is it? Show sure, that thing rain Uh uh I didn't I just closed it. Oh
0: sorry. Oh could you I did. Uh that's pretty cool for a hundred bucks. Probably a hundred bucks.
3: Yeah. Nifty. And it means if you, t- you tear it apart to mod it and you break it, well, you can just buy another one and it's not a $300 Liam Lee case that you just destroyed.
2: Right. Uh, I know uh, that feeling.
0: <laughs> a couple uh, of ending gaming news bits. BlizzCon happened. And at it, they announced uh, Overwatch, a new IP from Blizzard.
2: Oh, is that that video we watched the other day with all the yeah. characters and stuff in it? Mm-hmm.
4: Mm-hmm. It looked pretty cool. It's not Lost Vikings based. Nope. Oh, it's not Warcraft. It's not
0: Warcraft. It's not uh, Starcraft. Um, nope. It is a uh, first-person shooter of the visual animation style of like Pixar. Yep. And the kind of class-based stuff of Team Fortress. Yep. And, and the, the
3: silliness of Borderlands. And the,
0: and the character count of like Dota. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) right so like mash all that together and you get overwatch um do we get an actual
2: character count i think there was like 40 right they just just ripped through all these different intros for all these characters in that video
0: It looks cool though. Like it looks neat. Um, yeah. From from what gameplay they showed, like uh, uh, the uh, locomotion mechanics, if you will, mm-hmm. uh, seemed pretty cool. Different characters had different ways to get around, like teleporting and yeah, like, flying, teleporting, grappling yeah. hooks, stuff like that. Uh, it, it seemed pretty neat. Any any thoughts on this, Josh or Jeremy? Anybody? Look no, at it? no. Did you watch? Did you watch the videos, Jeremy?
3: I have. Oh, I I did watch it. That was why I was thinking it was Team uh, Border Fortress Lands. (laughs) It it was just sort of a mashup of that, and I'm not that familiar with Dota apart from knowing that, yeah, there's a billion and one characters you can play, each of which with very different mechanics. Mm -hmm. I mean, when you're playing Team Fortress 2, you've got a slightly different gun, maybe one or two unique (laughs) things, but it's not a completely different way of playing. With this, you're playing a magician, you're playing an engineer, you're playing a guy with a giant hammer obviously well, sure. it's going to be very different to play.
2: You can play a giant gorilla as well. That, what was that yes, that robot that turns in, the robot that turns into a like a sentry? Gun? Yeah, that was pretty cool. That uh, was pretty yep. awesome. It
0: it's essentially a StarCraft uh, Terran tank. Yeah. That yeah, more or less goes into uh, yeah. in tank mode and it was like a transformer that's a turret.
2: Yeah. Yeah, basically.
0: Uh, looks like the multiplayer beta is coming out Got to wait till twenty fifteen for that. No idea when the official release will be, but I'm sure it'll just be in beta and free forever.
2: I hope it. I, it's would, I would. I would hope man. it comes out like earlyish twenty fifteen because there as much content as there was in that video of gameplay content. Like, I don't know. not well, like you're busy good. working on
3: Half Life three or anything, so
2: yeah, I mean, they obviously can spend don't. all the time on. You this. know, I
1: I remember back in nineteen ninety six, I was playing <laughs> Diablo, <laughs> and on the Diablo disc was this video. Uh, that showed the full, you know, kind of little preview of, of StarCraft, and I promised myself, it looks like they're so close to releasing that. <laughs> I'm not going to buy another game until StarCraft comes out.
4: <laughs> How'd that work out for you? Yeah, It didn't
1: did... work out real well. I, yeah. I, Blizzard, you made me a liar. Yeah. Not really I a liar. Broke. Just, like... I broke my word. I broke the promise.
2: Mm. How could mm. you? Yeah.
0: Also from BlizzCon, StarCraft II Legacy of the Void announced. What is that? Uh, it is a StarCraft expansion.
2: Oh, okay.
0: StarCraft II expansion, I guess. I haven't really been following StarCraft II, II stuff a bunch, uh, but this is uh, after. Was, was Wings of Liberty the first one?
3: First, yes, and yeah. then Heart of the Swarm.
0: Okay. And then this is so the this third and last.
3: The
4: Protoss one?
3: Yeah, I guess. Third is the Protoss. Clearly. So you based can buy it standalone. Account. Presumably at a higher price, or if you already own the previous two, they're suggesting it's going to be like an expansion. So in theory, if you bought our first two, well, this one's going to be a little bit cheaper.
4: How could you not own one of the first two if you're interested in this game? (laughs) I that's that's a good point.
3: It's it's a very good question. And apparently they totally redid the multiplayer. Oh, really? Uh, I don't honestly play very much of the StarCraft multiplayer, but they've rebalanced a lot of it. They've changed the way that some of the Terran and Zerg stuff works. I hate it. Um, To make it different so it's not just a Zerg rush in a very quiet first half of the game where everyone's building up OP. and then someone explodes. They're, Nerf. They're thinking it'll change.
0: That's the only terms I know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so that was, uh, that was BlizzCon. Oh, and Metallica played. Really? Metallica played at the end of BlizzCon.
2: They trying to be you two?
0: No, no. You two never play BlizzCon. Yes, they would.
2: Yeah,
3: they But any, you do get a free album when you buy Heartless, or uh...
2: it will <laughs> come.
0: It will. They will install it to your computer yeah. automatically. The soundtrack. The soundtrack will auto
2: insert itself. Like the, the Metallica. That'd be, be cool. Actually, that, that was like the soundtrack to the game. Actually,
0: that yeah, I'd be, I'd be okay with that. Be okay with that. That should be a thing. All right, let's get to our picks of the week here, guys. Uh, I am picking. A pebble steel metal watch band. Yeah, yeah. Uh, for a Moto
2: 360. <laughs> not surprising given how much I had to hammer away at it the other day. So
0: this this is the <laughs> Moto 360. To get the links out uh, but of it. it doesn't have the leather uh, band on it anymore. Now, I know they did just announce versions of the Moto 360 with metal bands. Oh, okay. Uh, like Otelica?
4: Yes. <laughs> with metal bands. <laughs>
0: These are light metal, not heavy metal. So... Uh, okay. Okay. You know, there's there's a little bit more. Yeah, there. that's true. Um, but I tried to buy, I tried to see like when the accessory versions of these were going to be available, and I couldn't find anything out. And I thought, ah, I'll just buy this Pebble one. It's only twenty bucks. Uh, it's out of stock on Amazon for the uh, for the uh, matte black. Probably because everybody
2: bought it, finish. including you.
0: No, I bought mine at Best Buy. Oh, for nineteen bucks. But then they also have the uh, uh, the brushed stainless version depending on which color the moto 360 well, no, the gets. black really matches the watch well no it does and i just like the way that feels way better than the leather band yeah and uh i wear it when i uh exercise and stuff
2: because and sweat it, on leather is it, not a good
0: yeah, thing. sweat on it, it it was not a good experience right josh that, so
1: mm! <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> you you hid those off camera it's totally fine yeah uh so that's that's my pick it is it is a watch band for a pebble Yeah. Uh, But it it works. It doesn't matter. It works. Standard watch bands for all. Yeah, it fits. It fits. All right, Jeremy, what do you got for me?
3: Hey, free stuff is always good, right? So if you don't have a copy of The Witcher 2 Enhanced Edition, uh, you haven't bought The Gamers, the uh, movie that uh, was put together about gamers, and you don't have Mountain Blade, then head over to Good Old Games and you can get Mountain Blade for free right away. Mm-hmm. If you hang around for seven days and click on a silly little stamp thing, you can eventually pick up Witcher's Two Enhanced Edition and the Gamer's Director's Cut. Again, absolutely free. Wait,
4: and I, if you've I already got a copy,
3: well, Good Old Games is really good at doing gifts. So,
2: what do you what do you got
0: to hey. do here? What do I got to click? I gotta I, I got visit Metro twenty thirty three the other day. It was click awesome. One of the links you yeah, gotta the visit. Oh, you gotta come back and basically click on some stuff. That's the
3: Witcher and the, the movie. Mountain Blade is just free right now.
2: I see. I you have see, to visit I daily see. and c- collect stamps. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: And if you want the full Mountain Blade with the uh, all of the extra stuff, it's $10. bucks.
2: All right. So I'm on the so, front hey, page.
3: Free is
1: good. Alan will
0: never play this ever in his entire nope. life, but it's free, so now they want to click.
2: I'm going to do it. Whatever yep. stamp. And a click? He needs to click. Uh, I don't click see like a. the wind. I don't see a stamp. Whatever.
3: Oh. No, that's for uh, only for The Witcher that you need the stamp.
0: Yeah. All right,
3: Which Josh. Which are unfortunately not in Me. tramp variety.
0: You're up next.
1: Okay, for like the past two months, I've been working a lot and really hard sure. at my regular job. Sure. Hence, I haven't had a huge amount of articles out. Productivity, bad. Bad. But I've done better lately. I've got one in the system. You haven't even published it yet. Oh, oh my God. Ryan. Oh. Anyway, please tell me what the hell you're picking. Anyway, so, yeah, the last uh, two months, uh, we've been uh, working on this uh, whole... Uh, Email migration to Exchange. Love it or hate it, it's uh, it's where the board wanted to go, and to uh, since from they what? signed my paycheck, I <laughs> I do what they want. And so we use this little application called Aid for Mail, and we took all of our old Thunderbird stuff and IMAP and POP three. Oh God, and we got it into Exchange. Tell me more, OST. It's inexpensive per seat. It's like twenty <laughs> bucks. It's not bad, but, uh, but bad it all. saves you many many hours of pulling out hair that you do not have. Well, look how fun is, that looks! Yeah. Oh yeah, you can do all kinds of fun stuff with well, it. It's amazing. All <laughs> kinds. Oh, and spoiler alert, Josh. Next year you're migrating to the cloud. You're yeah. going to be doing an O365 uh, no three sixty five No, we're not because we have a uh, we have a CFO who is incredibly paranoid. No, oh. it's not going to happen. Jeremy's your CFO. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: Jeremy is a. I hope man. this explains ever, ever, I don't ever think we games. want Jeremy as a
2: CFO. <laughs> no, no. So. so
1: there you go. All right. Nice. Alan, it works. Trouble free. Yeah. last.
2: All right. So uh, I've been toying around with this piece of software off and on. Uh, it's called DXO Optics. There's a version 10 just came out. Okay. Uh, basically, it will take a RAW photo, or it'll do JPEGs too, but that's kind of defeating the purpose. Like, if you're shooting JPEG and then you're going to edit it for purposes of, like, noise reduction and stuff, that's bad, right? So, you have some picture you took, you know, you have the RAW, you uh, took it at a really high ISO, obviously there's, like, some kind of grain there, you know, noise, whatever, going on. Uh, this thing has some kind of special snazzy algorithm that will take on the order of several minutes crunching away on a photo on a several-core system. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But it gets you, like, another stop or two worth of noise reduction. Basically the equivalent of a stop or two worth of, like, cranking up the ISO further. Um, So I've used it to get, basically, uh, get some pictures back that I didn't think were recoverable or, you know, usable because they were just too noisy. I know what this one is trying to demo. And it does some other effects, too. I'm not sure what they're showing Well, look at how nice that is. Um but the the pictures on that site, like the little if you go to the site and just check it out and look at the like the before and after like noise reduction stuff, mm-hmm. it's it's not overblown what they're doing on the site. Like you can actually achieve that with just using it on your own photos. Surprisingly. Um so yeah, pretty cool. Uh there's a tr- the there's a free trial thing that lets you you like register with your email or something and they'll it'll unlock all of the features. Is that like Lindsay Lohan? Mm, Somehow no. I doubt it. <laughs> Yeah, so you could basically use, like, the full-blown version of the thing for 30 days, if you want. Look at how soft I make my lens. And then depending on how miserly you are, if you really wanted to, you could probably just process all of your photos within the 30 days and then just be done with it. All of the photos you will ever take. All the photos you will ever take. Well, you know, you could could knock out a good chunk of them. You've met me in real life, haven't you, Alan? Yeah, see, there you go. You'll take care of it. No. Oh, so the other... The, that glare off my forehead, Is finally. this real? Life? Yes. So the other uh, real cool stuff that that software does outside of that noise direction thing is they... Those guys make... Uh, first of all, those are the guys that do that, like, DXL mark thing. They, like, rate different camera lenses and different camera bodies and stuff like that. They have a thing, right? It's a big yeah, deal. But in the process of doing that, they also make profiles for all of the lenses they test and all of the camera bodies they test. And the software can see what photos you've taken, pull the metadata out... And say, hey, you want us to download the profiles for these camera bodies, these lenses that you have, right? Mm-hmm. And then once it does that, it auto applies correction for all the lens distortion, all the other stuff, um, purple fringing, any of that kind of stuff. It just has built in, like, just profiles based on that hardware, those combinations of hardware. And it works almost to, like, a magical degree. It's just like you <laughs> could, once you just kind of understand how the workflow works to get through this thing, you Bad. could basically just put it in full Good. auto and just yes. batch process like yeah. thousands of pictures with it and it'll Damn, just I, auto-correct I bet everything the guys
3: that ran hubble wish that this existed back then
2: yeah see this would have worked yeah. if they made a hubble <laughs> you know telescope profile <laughs> yeah would have been great um but yeah i mean it, it is it is pretty cool
0: do you have to have a mac to run
2: it that's not a no they make a yeah. uh, pc and mac versions i don't know i don't know what macs are so it will work on a mac how much is it again Three ninety nine. It depends on what parts of it you want and what levels of like complexity you want, but there's like a that's a package deal. that's all three different products. Like you don't even have to get that.
0: I love photo editing software. I should buy all of it.
2: Well, I mean, just in
0: general, whatever. I got Photoshop. Uh, Yeah, seems cool. Might be worth a try. DxO. Yep. All right, that is going to wrap up the show for us this week. We'll be back uh, next Wednesday, uh, pcper.com slash podcast URL. Find the back episodes. Find the RSS files for the MP3 files. Find our YouTube videos. Uh, If you want to go to YouTube videos directly, you can go to youtube.com slash pcper. Uh, You can go to pcper.com slash live when we record the shows. And again, pcper.com slash subscribe to sign up for that mailing list so you can be notified when we're going live and we do all those live streams with the cool prizes and stuff Mm -hmm. uh, as well. So uh, with that, we will finish up today's live stream and podcast we'll talk to you guys next week see ya, I'm Ryan Shrout Jeremy Hellstrom Josh
2: Walrath and I'm Alan Malmontana.